Hello, and welcome to the series "Making Stewardship a Way of Life." This is episode eight, titled "Giving God the First and Best." Your host is Father Andrew Kemberling, formerly the pastor of Saint Thomas More Parish in Centennial, Colorado. With Mila Gladava, the director of communications and stewardship, Father Andrew has written a book by the same name. It's based on their experience introducing a comprehensive stewardship program at Saint Thomas More, where Father Andrew was the pastor for 14 years. The program provides a complete guide for individuals on how to approach, embrace, and practice the full range of stewardship in their lives. Here's Father Andrew. The last episode, we were talking about time in prayer, and that you don't find time to pray; you make time to pray. Now, switching it up a little bit and looking at、uh, the gift that we give to God, especially when it comes to treasure, it's important to realize that it should be a precious gift that we give to God. What do I mean by precious? Well, precious means that it's rare, it's special. And the specialness of this gift is it's the first and it's the best. When you can get the finest thing that you can give, and it's the rarest, it could be expensive. It could be the thing that isn't used for anything else except for something very special. That's the kind of gift that you give to God that is the first and the best, and that's the tithe. The tithe is something holy; it's something that's given to God, and it's important to really realize what the word "holy" means. Holy means to be set apart for the work of God. So our money can be holy when we take the first tenth of it and set it aside, so it's only for God's work. And to be holy, it has to be precious. And precious means it's the best. It's not the leftover. It's the first fruits, and it has to be worthy. And when it's worthy, that means that it's given honestly, it's given charitably, it's given ungrudgingly, and it's our first and our best. And we give it to God. That fills the requirement of holiness. Then the tithe is holy, and then you bring the tithe to God in thanksgiving for what God has done. Now, where did this tithing idea come from? Well, it's a biblical image. It comes from the Bible, and if you remember the twelve tribes of Israel when they would inherit the land of Israel, all the tribes received land except the tribe of Levi. The Levites are those in which the priests come from, and the priests would settle in other people's lands. And the people took one tenth of their offering of their goods, be it of the fruit or of the cloth of from the sheep, if it was whatever they had, and they gave it to the Levites. And so the Levites received that in the name of God. Now, not all Levites were priests, but priests came from the Levites, and then the priests of the Levites would take ten percent of their gift. And they would tithe the tithe, and then they too had to be charitable, and they gave that to the poor. That image is similar to what we now do in a parish. You will take your first tenth and give it to the to God, and you give it at the church. 
then the church takes your tithes and the church on its part from the collection takes the first 10% of the collection and sets it apart as the tithe of the tithe. In stewardship spirituality, we call that the charity account. That's the account that the parish gives to charity outside of the work that the parish does. Now, the church does all kinds of good work. It runs a school. It might run the religious education program, might have outreach to the poor and other people, but those are our own internal ministries. When we give charity, it's to agencies and groups and other people that are outside of us. Then we don't have this internal conflict of interest that we have control over the money. Then it looks like the true gift that it really is. If you're just giving yourself the gift back to yourself, I think people are fooling themselves. And so it's important for a parish to be committed to tithing is that if they're expecting everybody to tithe, well, then the parish should expect themselves to tithe too and give the tithe of the tithe. Now, getting back closer to what the Levites were asked to do when they asked people to make a gift, they made a gift of their first and their best. Now, if it was of livestock, the image that we like to use, especially in Catholic theology, is the image of the lamb. Now, the lamb has been described as what was to be chosen for the sacrifice. But you could not bring a blind, limping lamb as part of your tithe. In the book of the prophet Malachi, he chastised the people because that's what they were doing. He dared them. He said, bring the whole tithe to me and I will shower and open the gates of heaven upon you and open the floodgates upon you with his blessings. And so you get the beautiful lamb, the, the spotless lamb, uh, the lamb that would get the most money for you if you were to sell it. Well, Jesus is the image of the pure spotless lamb. He's the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And so when we understand the image that of the first and the best, we think of that lamb, and then in deeper reflection, we realize, well, God gave his first and he gave his best. He gave his only son to us, and he comes to us in the form of the spotless lamb. It's a beautiful image because we encounter that at the Holy Eucharist. That's why we offer, we ask people to give their tithe as part of their collection at Mass. Because we start to see our giving as being Eucharistic. As we take up the collection and we put our tithe to God, our first and our best, God in return gives his son, his first and his best back to us in the form of Holy Communion, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. This is again a way to see our tithe as being holy because we set apart for the work of God and we receive Holy Communion. And it's truly holy. It's only to be received in this particular circumstance and it's precious to those that come. When tithers and people who have adopted a stewardship spirituality have seen the spiritual understanding of their money, then they get the, their priority straight when Sunday after Sunday, the main purpose, the best purpose, the perfect purpose for coming to Mass is to receive Holy Communion. 
and they get an awful lot out of it because they've put an awful lot into it. And it's when you invest yourself back into the mass and you'll find out money is just the start. When you learn to dedicate yourself to God, that's far harder. And once you give your whole self to God in dedication to God, then you find out that's the size of investment that God wants. He wants us to give our whole heart to to himself so that he gives his whole heart back to us. And the way that we encounter that is week in and week out, receiving the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus at Holy Communion. Now, this idea of the tithe of the tithe is also one that is holy because we direct it toward the poor. When you give the tithe of the tithe, those who are in need are those who are actually poor, people that are looking for the financial assistance to be able to do what they need to do. And when we give our tithe, there's this very important idea called solidarity. We're in solidarity with the poor, where our tithe, we become like actually poor, 10%, and they are actually poor. Our spirit of poverty and their actual poverty bridge us together to share this unity. And the unity that we have at Holy Communion is then shared with them because out of love for them, we're assisting them and invite them into the community of the church and Holy Communion. Now, a question that is often asked is, Father Andrew, does tuition for Catholic education count as part of our commitment of treasure? Boy, I'll tell you, that's an interesting question about Catholic education and tuition. Because each person must decide for himself how he or she would count their stewardship of treasure. In one way of looking at it, you are in the support of the church. In another hand, you're providing uh, a payment for services rendered. Well, then you're getting something out of it. You're not putting something into it that you're not getting out. And so many people have a debate about this. I know in talking and working in stewardship spirituality with other parishes around the country, that a lot of people say that during the time that you're tithing while sending your children to school, you could give a half tithe to the church and the other half you could be considered as part of your tuition. Now, the assumption is that after you're done with your tuition, then you give that amount of money that you would be giving in tuition to other charitable causes while you're still giving that same half to the church. And why would I say only half? Well, you would give half back to God in thanksgiving for what God has done because it's a justice matter. You receive so much from your own parish through services, be it the Eucharist, you have an air-conditioned church, a paved parking lot, you have all these amenities and all these services. And so out of justice, you too should give at least half of your tithe to the church. That means then the other half can go to charitable causes. And it's at this moment I would like to remind Catholics that religious orders do not get a subsidy from their diocese. They have to raise that money themselves. And many of them don't even have a parish in which to ask. So don't forget the religious orders. 
So part of your tithe might go to the Jesuits, the Franciscans, the Vincentians, or Carmelites, or whoever that it might be. And then this idea that your tuition that you were giving as half of your tithe to your school now starts going to the religious orders and to other charitable causes. In wrapping up, I think it's important to remember that when you're talking about giving the tithe and the tithe of the tithe, that we remember that we give our first and we give our best because God gave his first and best in giving us his son in Holy Communion. Thank you, Father Andrew. You've been listening to the series Making Stewardship a Way of Life, Episode 8, with Father Andrew Kimberling. The program is described in the book by the same name, which is available from online booksellers, and it's being embraced by individuals and parishes around the world. To learn more, visit the International Catholic Stewardship Council at catholicstewardship.com. Our music is from the band Sir Captain. Find them at sircaptain.com. Please join us for Episode 9 of Making Stewardship a Way of Life.